Welcome to Van Lathan's The Red Pill, where we give you the brutal reality of truth. Today's guest is a major, major voice in the hip-hop industries, Brian B. Miller, one half of the Rap Radar podcast on title. Now, these guys, B. and Elliot, Elliot and B. You know what? It's B. and Elliot today because it's B. that's on the red pill. These guys are moving culture um, in a major, major way. Some of the biggest interviews, some of the most impactful conversations being had in hip-hop are happening on the Rap Raider podcast. We talk a little bit, uh, me and B-Dot, about what it's like to interview guys like Will Smith and Jay-Z, uh, luminaries of, of sort of that uh, weight uh, in, in the culture, not just in rap culture, but in pop culture, in the history of pop culture. We talk about Will Smith and Jay-Z. Come on, man. You out of here. Um, how he deals with the challenges uh, of being a voice in hip-hop, uh, mainly dealing with rappers. If you're listening to this in the ra- and you're a rapper, you're probably sensitive about your music, about <laughs> your uh, history, and about your persona. And a guy like B-Dot has to give objective criticisms on rap while dealing with rappers, which, y'all, that's hard. That's incredibly hard. We're going to talk about some of the issues that he's run into in being that guy uh, and being in close proximity with these guys. We're also going to talk about some of B-Dot's political beliefs or not just political beliefs, I'd say, some of his sort of theories on the world. Uh, he's conservative, and I did not know that b was conservative until I saw him dissing black liberals on Twitter. I, myself, am very liberal, so I just want to talk a little bit about how b sees the world, besides hip-hop, besides anything that has to do with the arts or culture. Um, what b thinks is the best way to actually make change in our society. He's a very thoughtful and intelligent brother and was very interesting on that. And our personal question, I have to ask any hip-hop insider who comes on the show is, what the fuck is going on with Jay Electronica, my favorite rapper ever? Are we ever going to get the full-length classic that we want from Jay Electronica? I asked B Dot about it. It's not the answer I hoped to get, uh, but it was still a great one. I really enjoyed talking to this brother. He is a friend of mine, a homie, somebody I respect a lot. So uh, pop some pills and get into this. Before we do go to the B Dot podcast, I want to say something real quick. Um, my sister is gay. Okay? My sister is a lesbian. Now, if you know anything about me or follow me or my sister on social media, you'll know that I take great glee in the fact that my sister is a lesbian. I'm a uh, rambunctious, sort of mischievous younger brother, and I like to poke fun um, at my sister, not poke fun at her lifestyle or her sexual orientation, just joke with her. Uh, in a way that I feel like makes everybody comfortable because when we're all joking on each other, we're all having fun with one another. However, I take the freedom of movement, the uh, freedom of expression, um, and the freedom of life of my sister 
and the LGBT community very, very seriously because I've watched firsthand a very strong, beautiful, um, intelligent, fierce woman come to terms with who she really is. And I know for her, it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been easy to uh, express her truth and live her truth to others. It hasn't always been easy to uh, live that truth to my parents or to others in our community we are from. I'll say it again, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, and so issues like what's going on right now with Kevin Hart strike me in a lot of different ways. They strike me in the way that we have to make society a safe place for people to be who they are. There's no compromising in that. There's no compromising in that. We have to make society a safe place for people to be who they are. Um, at the same time, not everyone is going to be of the same mindset of what those safe spaces look like at the same time all the time. There are some people who are going to be born being completely understanding of what everyone else is going through, always saying the right things, always doing the right things. There are going to be some people who are never going to care about your experience, your uh, oppression, um, and your freedom ever. No matter what you say to them, they'll never get it. But then there's a third type of person. There's the person that starts off one way and then ends up another way on either side of that. Either starts off getting it, gets around the wrong crowd and then doesn't get it, or starts off not getting it, then gets with the right crowd and begins to get it. We have to allow those people in the, media, in the middle to change. We have to. There's no we should, we have to. And no matter what about your past stays static, you should never have to stay static with it. If you said something or did something and you put it down on tape and you've learned through experiences or through proximity to people or through sort of looking into yourself that how you felt or how you looked at something was wrong, we owe it to the mission of a better society, the mission of a better America, the mission of a better community to allow those people to change. That doesn't, ma that doesn't mean that we take consequence from them. Consequence is an essential component to change. You have to feel the wrong before you enjoy the right. You have to get tapped on the jaw for what it is that you did wrong. I firmly believe that. But once that has happened, and once this person has put in the work and done the work, because remember, love and apologies, it's all work. It's about the work that you do. Once that work has happened, we have to stop holding people not accountable but we have to stop holding people hostage for transgressions in the past. I'll leave it up for everyone to decide whether or not they 
believe that people can really change. I do believe that people can really change. I'll leave it up to the individual to decide whether or not they think uh, that time is changed or whether or not they think that action is changed. I'll leave the metric of change up to you. But if you feel confident that someone has become a different person, uh, it's completely okay to say you're cool on the past. Now, do I believe that Kevin Hart's changed uh, from the guy that he was when he leveled off those ridiculously insensitive and homophobic tweets? I can say that I have an inkling that he's changed. I know a lot of people who know him. I, ha I haven't seen him dip his toe back into those waters. Um, I can't speak to the man's heart, but I think we all feel like Kevin Hart is a good guy. But what I will say is it's not even specifically about him as much it is, as it is about the fact that as soon as you get to a, a point to where everyone's looking at you, people have to go back 10 years and drudge up things from the past um, and, and look to sort of convict you on crimes that have outlasted the statute of limitations. I don't understand how we're going to have any type of situation where we want evolution if that's the standard. If the standard is once you've said something, it's there forever, then I'm not understanding how we're going to get to a place to where we're developing good and open-minded people. I just don't think, I don't understand how it works. You know, we talk about situations in the community all the time with young brothers and sisters that find themselves in bad situations um, and find themselves in bad situations legally and they've committed crimes and we go, listen, you know, uh, people grow, people change. Michael Vick, um, not to drag him into this, uh, you know, executed a bunch of dogs, you know, animal cruelty. Uh, people grow, people change. You know, all of these things, people grow, people change. You see you see the, the difference in them. They exude it. So I just want to make sure that everybody is open to the idea that you don't always have to stay the same person. Now, to anyone that's from the LGBT community that might be listening to this and feeling like I'm defending anyone, um, first of all, I want to wrap my arms around you right now and say that that's not what I'm doing. I understand that you guys have been in rooms with people. Um, and then sometimes had to hide your truth uh, and sometimes been just ridiculously scared. And there's been, you know, a psychological tax that's been on you and there's been an emotional tax and sometimes even a spiritual tax that's been on you. What I'm saying is not that any of you have to forgive anyone who's ever put out bad feelings about you. You never do. You're in the fight. You're right there. You're in the middle. What I'm saying is for the rest of us, we're going to have to try because I'm going to be honest with you. There are certain things that people have said racially that it's hard for me to believe that they've changed. Hulk Hogan said he didn't want his daughter bringing a nigger home into his house. And he said it when he thought nobody else could hear him. He was speaking his true heart. That was like five or six years ago. Hulk got to go volunteer for the NAACP in the middle of Detroit. I got to see Hulk in Compton, in South Baton Rouge, in Richmond, Virginia, in Gary, Indiana. Shout out. Hulk got to show he, Hulk just can't like black people. Hulk got to show now that he loves black people. I need Hulk at the Kwanzaa celebration, okay? 
I need Hulk seriously making a post on George Washington Carver's birthday, celebrating this brother who invented the peanut butter so that all y'all can have y'all PB&J sandwiches. I need Hulk leading the Martin Luther King Jr. parade down here, you know where it happens, man. We like to, to Harvey be making us work, so I get to go to the parade. That's another good podcast conversation. Hulk got to do a lot. He's got to do a lot, and I don't think that he's done. I don't think he cares to do it. But I guess the question would be for me is, once the work has been done, and that was hard for me, man. I was a, a hero of mine growing up. Man, Hulk got to come to the BET Awards. Hulk got to. The Hulk don't have to just come to the BET Awards. Hulk got to be the janitor. Hulk has to serve Two Chains peanuts all BET Awards long for me to believe that it's. A, I don't want my daughter. Uh, we, I'm getting off on a tangent. Listen, so I, I get the feeling, but I just want to make sure that when people are trying to be different and trying to grow, that we're willing to engage the new them. Please, engage the new me. Engage the new you. Look around at your neighbors and the people that you share your community with. The guy that was the skinhead might not always be the skinhead. I know a guy right now going around the world right now preaching against hate groups that was a skinhead for 10 years. He's seen the error of his ways. He was young. The, the girl that you know that you went to high school with that used to go in Dillard's and Macy's and still she might not be still stealing today she might have a family and stuff like that people change people grow I'm saying you don't ever have to forgive Kevin Hart but respect the process of growth and evolution it's not about him it's about us and who we start off as and who we can eventually be that's enough of me on my fucking soapbox I don't know what's going to happen with the Oscars. All I know is that Black Panther better win Best Picture and Hulk Hogan better vote for Black Panther to win Best Picture. He, the, Hulk, you got a lot of work to do, dog. All right, let's get to B-Dot, man. Talk some hip-hop and some conservative bullshit. Peace. You work at Epic? Yeah. Epic Records. Now I never knew that you what worked at Epic. Oh, wait, 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 yeah, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You work at Epic? Yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't know what y'all niggas be doing. <laughs> like, like, I'm, 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 I'm serious. Like, shout out to all my homies from New York. I really don't know. Like, Cass has Cass a got, million jobs. He's Nigerian. He's Nigerian, right? Cass has a million it's jobs. His DNA. So I don't really know what Rory does. I know that he's successful as a podcaster. <laughs> I had Maul on the podcast. Shout right. out to Maul. I didn't get a chance to ask Maul who paid. When Maul gets a check, what name is on the check? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I don't really know. So I, I didn't know that you worked. What, what do you do over at Epic? What do I do at Epic? A little bit of every, we recording? Yeah. We, oh, shit. I didn't know he was on. Yeah. I mean, oh, hold on. Before we get white people, clap and be that. Yeah. Oh. Big deal here in hip hop. One of the, I would say, a top-tier hip-hop tastemaker. Top-tier? Top-tier rap, a co-host of the Rap Radar podcast. I'm somewhere up there, yep. Yeah, you you would have to be. <laughs> well, when I say top-tier, I mean, shout-out to some of the guests that we've had on here. Everybody that has graced that seat. We've had some amazing guests. But we're talking about, like, Hove, 
Will Smith. Yeah, it's been a good year. Yeah, it's heavy, heavy, like legendary status. Before we get to that, though, yeah. well, tell me about the. I don't know what's going on at Epic. Is it secret? Can you talk no, about no, what, been, what you do at Epic? I've been at Epic um, for about a year and a half now. I work under the sales department, but okay. we do a little bit of everything, which is like A&R and marketing, playlists, stuff like that. So right. what I do is um, I help curate playlists and get uh, uh, playlist uh, positioning. So okay. I'm kind of like what the radio people do. But for playlists. So accepting that Ola, huh? <laughs> Getting that Ola. They say they're giving beat out that Ola to get their songs out there, huh? Uh, per diem. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. So let's let's get into a little bit about the crazy run that you and Elliot on, man. We're Rap Radar Podcast, how a lot of people know you guys from Tidal. Yeah. Um, And it, it's, a, it's amazing, like... Of all the guests you've had, I've talked about, we talked about Will, we talked about Hov. Mm-hmm. Was there any one point where you was like, yo, man, I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to this yeah. person? It's like that all the time for every guest, but I think the Will was the most crazy. Because y'all flew out for that Yeah, we, we flew out there. We went to Budapest, got Hungary. Got out. I had never been to Eastern Europe. Yeah. So that was my first time ever going out there and seeing Will when he walks in the room. It's like, yo, that's Will Smith. Like, Word. It's like... Yeah, it's the Fresh Prince, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> surreal, and he's like exactly who you think he is. Nice guy. He knows where all the bodies are buried. You know sure, what I mean? Of course like, he does. Yeah. So he's exactly who you think he is. I like him a lot. But that was a surreal experience, man. Just talking to someone you grew up watching, mm-hmm. and now you you know you're sharing stories, talking off camera. Like it's, it's it was it's still surreal. I don't believe it. How does something like that happen? Do you guys reach out to Will? Does he reach out to y'all? It's on title, so does Hove make the call? Like, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, well, that situation happened because it was a Jay-Z connection. So mm-hmm. what happened was um, we've been trying to get him for a long time. Obviously, they're cool. Mm-hmm. And Jay put the word in the bug in. But Will's a busy guy, but we still had to work for it. So this was like a year in the making. We had to send him oh, old uh, clips. He watched all the other interviews. And he was like, oh, let me talk to these guys. So it worked out for us. So even off of the strength of the Hove situation, Will still wanted to vet it and make sure that it Hell was something yeah. he was into. Yeah. Even with Jay, when we interviewed him, it took like a year and a half. Just It actually took like 100 episodes for us to even get to Jay. Like it was And y'all of- on his platform. Exactly. He don't do interviews, you know? All right. So, so and that, that interview was one of the more eye-opening ones. I remember, you know, me and you, uh, we talked. We did several different clips from that interview yeah. here at TMZ. Shout out to you guys, man. Y'all helped us out, man, for that one. I mean, the reality is that it was all newsworthy, yeah. man. Whenever guys like that talk, um, it is it is it, something you have really have to pay attention to and make sure that people get uh, the big clips. Now, when you were when you're talking to these guys, is there ever any intimidation factor? Because of the fact that these are dudes you've looked up to for so long. Nah, if anything, it's inspiring. Like, it's just, you can't go in there showing that you're scared or you're nervous or, yeah. you know, you can't show the show you're sweating, man. Like, I'm never intimidated. I'm just, I'm kind of nervous a little bit because it's like you want to say the right things and you don't want to over talk or double speak. But uh, for the most part, I'm pretty confident when I'm going into doing a big interview. Now, I was intimidated once. Which who? who? Jay Prince. Jay Prince? Why? Because, man, it's like. Try to kill you? Austin knows. Jay. <laughs> like Austin was scared, but see, Austin, Austin, Austin's white, so he's gonna be scared of Jay Prince. You right. know what I mean? But me, I, Jay Prince came in here with a tactical team around him. Oh man. yeah, yeah. Jay Prince, I mean, even Jay Prince was deep, and I'm already a, like, like I'm from Louisiana, right. so in my mind, you know, Jay Prince is a deity, mm-hmm. right? So it's already that type of deal. And then when he came in with the whole rock of rock, <laughs> excuse me, with the whole rap a lot. 
nation right. situation. I was like, okay, this nigga not fucking around. He, he was who you thought he was. Most <laughs> certainly. And I remember I asked him a question, and I tried to oppress him, and he goes, ha, ha, I said what I said. I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Next question. Yeah, Mr. Brent. <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to get my fucking chain snatched outside the goddamn. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so – with you and Elliot and everything, you first of all take me back a little bit because mm-hmm. you know, as being into the culture, um, obviously Rap Radar and what you and, and Elliot have been doing, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah. But how did you, for people, for kids that want to be B dot that look up to you, people look up to me. They got to be somebody. <laughs> uh, like how, how how would they if someone wanted to be dot be yeah. B dot how would they become B dot? Shit, man. It, it, if you got uh, 14, 15 years to spare, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it becomes. People look at me and think it's an overnight uh, Yeah, because it seems like y'all so big right now yeah. that like, they don't see the grind that it took. Yeah, people see the, uh, the glory, don't know the story. But, you know, it takes a while, man. Like I think in this day and age, it's a little bit easier to get on. You can put yourself on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have As long as you got uh, Instagram and some Wi-Fi and uh, a Twitter handle, you can put yourself on, man. Just being around and being... Uh, present, I think, is enough to uh, kind of make it in the game. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. You I mean you got to get your connections up and things like that. But right. for the most part, I feel like it's easier than it's ever been. Now, you deal with rappers. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of rappers <laughs> all the time. Yeah. What's the most annoying thing about dealing with rappers? Uh, them not showing up. <laughs> them not showing up. <laughs> Word. Uh, rappers. Canceling literally the last minute of doing interviews and things like that. We was going to do an interview with a very big rapper. Won't say his name, but it's only a handful of big rappers. Right. Okay, so do the process of elimination. So when you say very big, it's only a even smaller handful of exactly. very big rappers. Exactly. There's okay. only like five. Right. Right, right, right. right, right, right. So narrow down. And we were going to do an interview. We had uh, an elaborate uh, venue. We flew out. We was everything. Where was the interview taking place? It was going to take place here in L.A. In L.A.? In L.A. Okay. I think we was going to do it at a museum or something like that. Right. So it's Kanye West. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, we, no, we, no. We not, we not stupid. Nah, it wasn't. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. All I'm going to say is that. <laughs> in a museum. He or she. Here in L.A. Yeah, right. And so it's Kanye West. It's not Kanye. Okay. But if it was Kanye, I would say it was not Kanye. Right. It's not Kanye. Okay. But the literally, we're supposed to do it, let's say, at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. At like 4.30, it got canceled. Like, we're on the way there. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And the shit got canceled. On the way. On the way. Like, yo, what you are we supposed to do? He or she. He or she. So it's Nikki then. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, we know. Ah, it's Nikki. No, nah, it wasn't Nikki. It's Nikki. <laughs> um, you don't ever get, I wasn't expecting you to say that. Is that a Rolex, Peter? I hope so. Oh, my God. <laughs> yo, I, I got I to gotta be honest with you, man. What? I'm sick of being broken, this motherfucker. What are you talking I, I, about? Like, 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 like uh, fuck <laughs> he the, drives Tesla. the Tesla. Hey, chill. Wow. Hey, fuck, hey, 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 fuck that. What I'm saying is, this is why I'm telling you, this is why I'm saying this. Every motherfucker that's Tory Lane stunning on me, Jay Prince stunning on me, Cap G stunning on me, everybody. You, what, what's uh, Mikhail Brooks stunning on me? He pulled up in a goddamn Phantom or a Ghost or something like that. You got a Tesla though, man. A Tesla? Am I saying it right? Tesla. Yeah, Tesla. You, 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 but you don't even need a car. You live in New York. I live in New York. So I mean, I that, do drive though. You do? Yeah, I drive. You drive? Yeah, I live in Queens, so you gotta get around. I'm, I don't do the bus or the subway no more, man. I thought that was the whole point of living in New York. Yeah, for some people, just not for me. I can't do that, man. 
Like you what? I so, can't. So you when you do, I was in New York. When you yeah, got to go into Manhattan, yeah, you, you were in New York. You didn't hit me, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for like two seconds. See, that's a cop. I was there for like two I was seconds. There for like two seconds. You know, so when you go into Manhattan, you drive around in Manhattan. Um, sometimes yeah, we validate the parking at oh, Epic. Okay. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So, um, it's funny you said that rappers not showing up to things yeah. is the most annoying thing you don't ever get annoyed with the rappers themselves because they take themselves very seriously shout out to all my homies that's out there rapping right now but it like i remember i think it was last year you gave your opinion yeah. on the now infamous debate of who the top five bad boy mcs were right and this this is this is something about how shit that goes on on a group chat <laughs> can actually start moving news i mean and so I guess Charlemagne had his whole situation. Yeah, he said Mace wasn't a top five bad boy MC, which is ridiculous. It's a fucking stupid thing, to right? Say. And so he's it, biased, though. It, he's biased how? Because him and Mace had some friction. Oh uh, yeah, they had. So they you had. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, and then people were bringing up your top five list, yeah. and you had what was your top five again? I said the top five in bad in the bad boy era, of course, Biggie number one, number two was uh, Jada Kiss, number three. Uh, Mace, four styles, five. I think it was like G Dep or Black Rob, and yeah. everyone else falls in. And then you had people were mad because you had styles. I had styles uh, under Mace, right? Which I'm like, how is that? Why are you mad at that? Right. You know, so that just spilled into something else. Oh, and then you, Styles said something. He called me a dickhead on a record. He dissed me. <laughs> you lying? I never heard that. You lying? No, because yeah. but nah, because he said he, I remember I saw he said he said I would expect someone like B. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yo, I'm like, I had your poster growing up. I, I bought your music. Then like two days later, I hear a record and he's like calling me a dickhead. I'm what like, what was oh, the record? I didn't hear the record. I forget the name of it. Um, but it was like over. Uh, it was over somebody else's beat. Yeah, I believe. And he just and he dissed you. That must be. But think about that. It was that's, a subliminal. But that's a badge of honor, though. <laughs> you need to be dissed. To be this on a record by Styles, that's a I bad joint. I grew up listening to him. And, you know, I mean, he called himself a gun bust stylist. So it's like, I don't <laughs> want to go back and forth with Styles, right. man. Come on. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, though, like, that sensitivity sometimes, because everyone, no matter what discipline or genre that they're in, they're sensitive about their art. Yeah. But that, in rap, that sensitivity sort of sometimes bleeds over into real personal insults and real bad blood. How do y'all walk that line being objective and covering it? I think for me, um, it's all about credibility. People know that. If you know me, you know I'm coming from uh, an honest place. I'm not trying to be malice. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I think you can separate the art from the person. Yeah. You know, I try to focus solely on the art, and I think people can respect that. Yeah. Artists are sensitive, though. You know that. They are. Yeah, of course. So I think, you know, you just got to pick and choose your battles. You know, I'm not going to jump out the window and call someone out their name or yeah of course like, that's that's stupid but i think you could just again you know tiptoe the line and just keep it respectful and focus mainly mainly on the art You'll is there right. any rapper particularly that you think is maybe more sensitive than some of the other guys oh man every rapper is sensitive they man. are aren't they? all of them i think they all you know are in their feelings at times you know it's it's, Cause it's, a, it's a big <clears throat> rap is different than other sort of um, I guess musical expressions or musical <clears throat> art forms in that they bring so much of their right. personal persona and their personal sort of history mm -hmm. in with it. So when you diss a guy's music, it's not like 
if you say you don't like Goodfellas, right? Mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese doesn't feel like it's a personal shot. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's like, maybe you would like Casino. But if you say you don't like this rapper's like album or his his this latest song he dropped, it's like you don't love my experience. Right. And it, you could you could just say it's not for me. Right. That's what I usually say. Or I just try to I kind of like circle around it and just say, you know, what I like or what I don't like. Or how you can improve on that. And you gotta be a fan of somebody. Like I think it comes from credibility. Like I don't wanna hear Joe the plumber talk about so and so's music. Like you're not even a fucking fan of his, yeah. You know, records. Like it's so. true. There's so much music out there now that everybody likes everything. The one thing I will say that's really impressive about Drake to me <clears throat> is Drake is up on every new style, every new sound. The moment it hits, and I don't understand. Are you curating this playlist? <laughs> like, how is he get like? Yeah. How, how do you? Is that ever a challenge for you? Like being educated on every single new rapper that comes up. And so many of these guys. It's hard, man. Like you just gotta ask a friend, man, because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, it's too much music coming down the pipeline for you to keep up. Someone like Drake, he's a chameleon, man. I don't know. Sometimes he's ahead of the curve, but he uses his celebrity and popularity as leverage. Mm-hmm. So if he likes something, of course he's gonna embrace it, get it even more hot. And he gets the credit for it. All right. So for him, it's a win-win. But I got in a little trouble. I said on the podcast that Drake didn't have a classic. Nah, you wrong for that. Uh, what, what, what's Drake's So classic? far gone. I think that's his classic record, and I don't think he has a classic album. I think... Uh, I, I would agree with that. I would say that So Far Gone, being that So Far Gone is more of like a mixtape. Yeah, it's a mixtape. So it be, being that, although it has several dope-ass original songs mm-hmm. on there, but... I would say that that's 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 classic material. That's classic material, yeah. But when I think about like an album, like I don't think. Nah, Drake don't got. Uh, I don't think he has a, the universal classic album. Mm-hmm. I think Take Care is his best album mm-hmm. for him. You and know, it's what a mean? fantastic album. Yeah, but I think th- I don't think that's a universal classic yet. I don't think he's made that yet. Can you can you ever make the Mount Rushmore without a classic? Yes, I think Drake is an exception to the rule. Interesting. Tell I think Drake's how. already a top ten of all time. Without a doubt, I, I, I agree with that. Why? Why? How? How does that? How did that exception come about? Because his body of work. You ever been to a Drake show? He could be on stage for like three hours. And never run out of hits. <laughs> never. He, like, he has so many hits. I only think the only person uh, competing with him on that level is probably Jay. I think it will go Jay, uh, Drake, Kanye. As far as hits, you don't even have to be a Drake fan to know Drake music. All right. And he has so much of it. Like. He doesn't need a fucking classic. Yeah, I watched. I watched uh, when when Hove toured with Mayor J. Blige back mm. in the day, which was a fantastic tour. Uh, he did this thing to where he got like bought a DJ booth, yeah, and ran through all of the songs that couldn't make it into the set. Like I don't know if y- as y'all ever saw that <laughs> show, he did all of these songs like yeah, I need to play this, and then the, he would put it on the whole crowd start yeah. rocking. Be like, nah, we ain't got time. We ain't got time. And he did that for so long to where. You're at a Jay-Z show. You're play, paying good money to see Jay-Z. Yeah. And you're actually thinking, I've underappreciated Jay-Z because <laughs> there's so many things he could have done, but he didn't do them. Right. So, like, do you think at this point, though, you know, we're talking about guys like Drake and Jay-Z, mm-hmm. and we all have these top tens. Right. Is it time for us to, first of all, is Jay-Z to you now on top of? Is he in the number one slot? Jay Pitt, like, he's always going to be number one. Like, he's always going to be forever hot. You know, like, you go to the Kennedy. Uh, so, better than Big, better than Pac. Yeah. Jay's, Jay's over Big, over Pac. Absolutely. Right. It ain't his fault that they died. 
It's the truth. So Jay Z is the number one greatest rapper of all time. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> There's no. Right, we gonna put this podcast out after you leave LA. Cause niggas gonna freak out <laughs> when they hear you. I mean, but like, look at the catalog. I mean, who are we? Look at the songs. Look at the catalog. Look at the impact. Like, there's not an artist better than Jay Z. Like, mm. he just put out that verse for uh, for Meek. Right? What's free? Mm -hmm. that, he's 49 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's put in perspective. He's just a year younger than Big Daddy Kane and Rakim. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. And people are still talking about, yo, you heard about this? You saw this line? Oh, Jay did. Like, he's still doing this. He's the first one to. He's like the uh, the, the first Indian over the hill. You know what I'm saying in hip hop, mm. we've never seen this before. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I was having a conversation just recently about <clears throat> sort of why guys like Jay Z continue to get better, and why some other guys it seems like that they've plateaued mm. in terms of their ability to connect and drop versus like what we got on was free. And I think a huge part of Jay Z's uh, his con him continuing to be that excellent is that. His life has changed so much. Yeah. He's not still trying to be the guy like if he's not he hasn't been boxed into being the same dude at 49 that he was at 30 or 35. Yeah. And a lot of guys it used to be seem like in the past they were so happy to not change while he's sort of um courted his growth and evolution to a point so he's rapping about things uh, that might have always been on his mind, but that are paramount to right. him now. And it's just so dope to hear. You know what's ill is like, Jay is my favorite rapper. And he, if you think about it, Jay, he's had moments where he's been like the top guy. But for most of his career, he's always been like the number two guy. Like You think so? In, in, in some capacities. Like, like, when, when was he the number two guy? Like for instance, like DMX in 98 was the hottest rapper in the world, right? Jay was hottest. He was just as hot, but right. DMX was hotter. But, huh. You know what I'm saying? Like Ja Rule, when Ja Rule's reign. See, but I feel like you got to rank those guys differently. Ja Rule was in a different lane. No, but they were on the same label. They went on I know. To, what I'm saying is that Jay just maintained his consistent. He was always consistent versus hot. You know what I mean? Like right. hot is temporary. Those guys, you. are they're still around. They're doing their thing, but they're yeah. not what they once were. Jay has just made, managed to continue to sell. Does it matter, though, that like, is Darden Hill as hot as a classic. Right. But does it matter that those guys weren't dropping classics and Jay-Z consistently was? I, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, so the, like Ja Rule might have been the hottest. Right. But he doesn't have a body of work like the Blueprint. There you go. He doesn't have a body of work even like the Blueprint 2, I would say. <laughs> uh, which, by drinks. the way, speaking of Jay, does Jay have a whack album? To his standards, if you're competing with Jay albums, yeah. I mean, but... If you take a J album, a whack J album, and put Fabulous on it, no disrespect to Fab, you know, is it a classic? Yeah. You know, I think you could take Jay's name off of uh, certain albums and just replace it with some another rapper. What would you say? You would call it a classic. Mm. Again, no disrespect to Fabulous because I fuck with Fab. Fab is great. Yeah. I don't Matter of fact, it's MCs you could have named over Fab. I'm just like using. That. I'm thinking Brooklyn. Right, right. I'm just thinking Brooklyn. Right. 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 But right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think he has a whack album. Kendall like. come. Uh, again, that's one of those albums. I By think way, went back. And I think it's, to it not as whack as we. It's think. not that bad. Like, like it's not I, that I'm bad. I'm telling you, it, it was because of the time that it came out. Okay, because of the time that it came out, and somebody told me <clears> go <throat> back and listen to it again. It's not really that it's whack. It's not man. that bad. It's probably like about four songs on there I don't like, but there are 
songs that I really enjoy. Yeah. You know, so like that one song he did with Usher is terrible. That's a bad song. Uh, well, do you like that Hollywood song? With him oh, that's terrible. I love that song. Hollywood is I terrible. What? James Dean. Oh. Oh. Hollywood. Oh. Hollywood. I, you know what? Oh, it's man. weird that Jay-Z and Beyonce, they came on the scene with a dope-ass collaboration. Like her first solo single is a Jay-Z collaboration. Right. Then there was a little bit of a dark time of Jay-Z and Beyonce co- collaborations. Like I didn't really like the Deja Vu song. Deja Vu, it, it, it's cool. Yeah. They still, you know. It's all right. It's all right, yeah. And then they come back with the Upgrade You was dope. And Upgrade then, You was fire. Upgrade You was fire. And then really. Drunken Love is fire. That's years later though. Right. And now they perfected it to the point to where they put out a whole album. That Everything you, is love. You think is underrated. Yeah. I think it's definitely the one of the top five albums this year. Give me your top five albums this year, because two because we have a, we had a we had an argument about whether or not twenty eighteen is a banner year for hip hop. Okay, so give me your give me your my top, top five. five uh, I'm gonna go to record and say Nipsey Hussle Victory Lap is number one. It's number one. Number two, I'm going to say I probably put the Carters. Number the two. Carters is number two. Number two. Okay. Number three, Astro World. Four. Astro World so good, dog. Yeah, that's a really. I think that's Travis's best album. Yeah. Number, I'm at three, four. Uh, I'll probably go Redemption, depending on the day. Number five, Daytona. Okay. I switch, you know. So you put the Carters. That's a good album, man. It is. So you put the Carters ahead of Daytona. Yeah. It's a That's good album. Did you hear Friends? That Jay Z yeah, verse I've of heard friend. it. Yeah, we ain't supposed to be friends. Bro, like, like, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. me misty out. I had to send my friend some <laughs> commissary money, man. That's in jail. I'm like, yo, I wanted to call someone I had beef. Were you with. not a really a fan of Daytona as much? Daytona's good, but I, it's. I mean, I know it's short, and mm-hmm. so is everything is love. But it's a good album. It's a great Pusha T album. Obviously, his best one. But I think the only. I think, I think the. Uh, so if we say the verse of the year is what's free, right? Yeah. The Jay's verse on what's free. What's free. I think the second verse of the year is push the second verse on uh track two. Was that the games we play or what is it called? What's the what's the joint? Uh you might have to I think, I think you're right. The games we play? Yeah. yeah, like that this is this is this is for the mud made monsters that go oh, yeah, okay. this is what I that nigga is slapping. That, you don't like them. That's sad. Uh I'm about to get back to you on number two for yeah. verse of the year. What but, else? Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Give me another B dot hip hop take where you go against the grain. Shit! Look at my Twitter time. I want to. I want to see it. I want to see some of these going uh, against the grain hip hop takes because I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. Jay Z as the greatest rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going against the grain. I think we're going to get there, but a lot of people aren't willing to do that just yet. Um, let me think. You talking about for this year or just in general? Either. Hmm. I think uh, for this year, I think the City Girls are probably one of the best. I think JT's one of the best new rappers of 2018. Really? She's nice. Did you hear that? Their first album, Period? I didn't hear the first one. I heard the second yeah, one. Period is way better. She's, right. she's good. So you say like, she's one of the best of this, like emerging. Absolutely, mm-hmm. for um, sure. I'm trying to give a controversial take that I always don't have, have. to give. Don't you? It's not <laughs> give. It, just it has to be honest. Right. Everything is always my. It's uh-huh. always coming from an honest place. Uh, I'm trying to think of something. I'm drawing a blank. You put me on the spot. Mm. 
Let's get back to that one though. You said four 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 at one point was Jay Z's best album. I did say that. Yeah, you said that. Nigga, you got so many hot takes in your brain, you don't I, even fucking remember what they were. I I, I probably did say I I think Volume Two is his best, but four 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 is Volume Two is Jay Z's best album. In my opinion, yeah, Volume Two is a great album. You don't like Volume Two? <laughs> of course, there's, there's I like one it. like this one <laughs> track on Volume <laughs> Two. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you laughing? Wait, because you say wait, Volume Two is Jay Z's life. I, I understand. Yes, it. like like <laughs> you say that that's that's Jay Z's best album. Yeah, so to me. Volume Two is better than the Blueprint. Yeah, it's better than the Black Album. It's the album I listen to the most from Jay Z. And you know what's it's so, your favorite album? It is my favorite, but it, I also it, it, but no, is it can't can we can we make a distinction between your favorite yes, and the best? Yeah, I, but the reason why I say it's the best is because it's twenty years in, and you could probably go to a club tonight. They're probably going to play a cut from that song somewhere. Right. You know, like Jay's still performing songs from that album somewhere for sure, and it still rings off twenty years later. What to you makes a classic? Uh, You're a hip hop expert. Impact. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 chatter. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the sonics, the lyric, the the lyricism. But I feel like Impact is what really makes a classic album. There's not too many uh, instant classics. I feel like that's this is a hot take. I feel like Nipsey's Victory Lab is an instant classic. I felt like that too. I feel like, like you that. hear it and you just know you're hearing some shit that's yeah. gonna be around forever. I feel like I'm gonna listen to this. You know, years from now, um, Kendrick Lamar, good kid. I think Kendrick. Oh, here's a great, here's a good hot take. This is a. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Drake, when you come to three-headed monster like Drake, Kendrick, you know, Cole. Cool. I feel like Drake is. Kendrick makes better albums than Drake. Sure. But Drake is a better rapper than Kendrick. Interesting. Like I feel like Kendrick is great. He's phenomenal. But. Drake's bars have something stickiness about them. Like they're they're quotable. They're very, they're like your uh, your status on fucking Facebook. Mm. Like you could tweet them. You know, you could Instagram them. Like mm -hmm. Kendrick to me doesn't have that. Not to say not to say there's anything wrong with that because I love Kendrick. Yeah. But I just don't think he's a better rapper. I think if you put a beat on, mm -hmm. I think Drake's gonna give you more oohs and ahs than Kendrick. Than Kendrick will. You know what's crazy about that is, I think. There is a way, first of all, I think that it's very hard to be a better rapper than Kendrick Lamar just because mm. of the depth of the things in which he raps about. Taking those concepts and putting them into bars mm -hmm. is, is crazy. But there is a, when people ask me like what my, what my favorite Drake verse is, mm. it's never the verse that you think that it is because he's rapped about, he raps about so many different things in a, in a simplistic way that it's almost like you take whatever it affects you and then that's mm. how Drake hits you the most. Like most people would say, yo, Stace Game is Drake, Drake's best verse or something mm. like that. A lot of people say that. I think the Aston Martin music verse is the <laughs> is, is 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 the best verse. And it's cause like I was when that when that dropped, and it's gonna sound mass soft, but we talking about Drake so we could be soft. <laughs> like like when that dropped, I was out here in LA like it was early on. I was mm -hmm. away from all of my family and away from all of my friends. And this nigga goes, yo, I miss, <laughs> I miss Memphis. The, my cousin's my dad. And the, the simplicity beauty that all of them Southerners have. And I'm like, shit, I miss Louisiana, man. You crying in the Tesla? I'm like, this nigga, I'm crying. Why am I crying in the club right now? I'm like, this nigga is talking to me. Like, that's and like, I imagine in that situation being like a girl. 
and how Drake must like how he must be how he must get to these females when he's making songs for them to get ready and go out to. This is a song for you to get ready to. I imagine that because like so I can see that. But Kendrick though, I think about Kendrick verses that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about just the uh, the impact of the concepts. Mm. And I think sometimes I give him extra credit to that. And that's not saying that Kendrick Lamar cannot rap his ass Kendrick off. Kendrick's nice. Like, nice. He's nice. Like, nice. But I, I, I can't say that I agree, but I do see what you're saying. Kendrick is like his, I mean, good kid, pimp a butterfly. Damn, like. Mm-hmm. Section 80, Section bro. 80. Like, you know? like um, and then the first joint, um, easily, uh, overly dedicated. Overly dedicated. Uh, Kendrick overly, Lamar EP. Yeah, like all of those things. It's like he's snapping on there and on the, um, because he's got the song Rigor Mortis on that. That was on Section hear, 80. Yeah, it's on Section 80. You want to hear rapping. A lot of people don't remember that kid. When I heard ADHD, everybody like everybody out here, things was shit was bu- buzzing about Kendrick Lamar. And then when I when I heard ADHD, I'm like, yo, he out of here. Yeah. Because that song is... Is it, it it fucks with you so much? You Kendrick is Kendrick. He's another one. Top ten already. Top ten already. Already. Who are the new guys? Cole top ten already? Not yet. And not Cole yet. is my guy, but not yet. So D- Drake's there. Kendrick's there. Cole yeah. not quite there. Not yet. Not yet. Cole is emerging. He's going to be there. Yeah. But he's not there. yet. What does top he need 10. from you? What does he need to I be think, in that top? 10? I think Cole needs a, a unanimous classic. I think he needs that. You don't think he has one? Nah, not yet. Forest Hills. Nah. I think. Uh, What's the second album? Born Sinner is his best album. Boy, look at Austin. Austin loves that Born take Center. right there. I think I think Forest Hills is his best really? album. Yeah, I really do. There's songs on there I like, but yeah. Born Sinner, like, I think he was in his bag with that one lyrically. Volume two, huh? Volume two. What's wrong? Oh, there's only one track on volume two that sucks. That's the Foxy Brown Paper Chase record. But we haven't listened to it in years. <laughs> Check it out. It's good. Scored off years ago. It's good. Have, no, no, no. I'm talking about that <laughs> record. I've listened to volume. I listen. I mean, I listen to volume two all the time. Yeah. Um. Childish Gambino. What about him? Where do you fall on him? Um. He's getting better. I I didn't used to like him. I felt like he was like a fake uh, Kanye. I felt like he had too much Kanye influence early on with his music, but mm-hmm. I feel like he's getting better. Like he, I, he he's finally found his footing. I think. Mm-hmm. Like with the records, like the uh, he can really rap. Yeah, he can rap. He can freestyle really well. Yeah. Um, but I felt like he was just doing too much Kanye kind of inflections. I felt like Drake Kanye mm-hmm. was uh, too much of his inspirations. You know, the Cole on. fans gonna go crazy on you. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, Cole's fans are different. Cole, yo, Cole fans Cole are Cole fans are different. I love Cole, too. I love Cole, too. Like, Cole, Cole's fans are different. Though. It's crazy, his success, though. I, it still bugs me out. How? What do you mean? Because um, he used to go to St. John's, right? And I used to go to the barbershop across the street from St. John's. St. John's, like, in New York? Yeah, St. John's University. Okay, yeah. And the barbershop was the hangout. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for years, he would come in, and we were always cool. And um, he would tell me he rap, and I was like, for real? Like, okay. And this I, is wild. This is like 2004, maybe mm. 2005. And he told me he rapped, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I just never put two and two together, you know. Then fast forward, I remember the day he got signed. Fast forward, you know, where we are now, and he's one of the biggest rappers of the game. It, mm. trips, it just trips me out. Like, Stay true to himself, too. Yeah, man. Definitely stay true to himself. Still got the same team, same, same girl. Mm. He wifed, literally. Mm. I'm going to pivot away from rap in a second, but I want to ask you about one sort of type of rapper. Mm-hmm. Two guys I really respect and two of my favorite rappers. Okay. The Wale's and the Lupe Fiasco's mm. of the world. Wale, 
um, is one of my favorite guys to listen to. Wale, Wale is the most improved rapper of 2018. Wale, Wale also is a good guy. Very. I know that Wale gets a bad rap from y'all who have never been around Wale. And I'm not going to act like I've been around Wale a ton. But when I was around him, it was just I met him in the bath prior to any whatever of mm-hmm. my come up or whatever I met Wale in the basketball on the basketball court mm. him and his mans and we was just all in there hooping talking as people no ego no stunting on nobody mm-hmm. we all playing basketball I ripped that nigga you know what I'm saying <laughs> I, I, I'll get it in on Wale you know what I'm saying I can't you know, he can't fuck with me out there but like nice guy very easy guy to get mm-hmm. along with very easy guy to talk to but it seems like and I, I don't know Lupe, but it, it, a lot of people say you know s- similar things about both guys. Mm-hmm. It seems like sometimes the perception of these guys gets in the way of people consuming their music. Right. What What do you think about that? I think like Wale is a, a special case. Like I think since J Cole jabbed him on that record last year mm-hmm. was a year two years ago. Yeah. Uh, was it the uh, what's it? They name? good now though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what yeah. was the name of that record? Uh, Fake, uh, you know, false prophets. False prophets, yeah, yeah. That was that Kanye, though, right? But he also, yeah, 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 yeah. Had a verse for Wale, but I think ever since then he's been stepping it up. Like Mm -hmm. this year, his EP, fire music, yo, and even the last album, like, but but like fire, like the music is fucking fire. Music is there. I don't. What the nigga gotta do? (laughs) I'm serious, bro. I'm not just going in on my back because I know this guy. Right. He, if you ask Wale, he would not say that we are friends. Right. Right. The guy that I know. Might shoot him a text every now and again, but sometimes I just get I get I get in my my bag and my feelings right. when niggas put out shit and the shit don't work. You know what's and funny? Not, not that it don't work, that people don't like come to. People it. are full of shit. Uh, the homie Rob Markman, shout out to Rob, right? Shout he's, out to him. He said, uh, "We can rap too." Yeah, he, he's good. He uh, he's yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. he said something that was really profound to me. He said that uh, people say they want like black uh, representation. They want this and that in the music. You know, we don't uplift the women and sisters. He put out Black Bonnie. Mm-hmm. A great record and mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. Crickets. Crickets. I mean, not to say they didn't, you know, do what it was supposed to do on YouTube or, you know, analytically, but I'm just talking about as far as impact. As far as the cultural uh, conversations, yeah. yeah. Where's the conversation? Yeah. Where are the think pieces for Black Bonnie? Yeah. Like, he's he's trying, man. He's giving you what you... And by the way, it's not like he's giving you that because he's trying to artificially sort of... Right. Like, he's... That's how he feels. Exactly. He's giving you exactly what people are asking about. Not necessarily, like, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, artificially. I feel like he's being genuine with his art. But the response isn't there. Yeah. But like you said, I don't know what he got to do. Maybe he got to come TMZ and... You know, that's it. <laughs> something crazy. Come here and say, and it makes some off-color comments about the history of, right. of Black America. That's what he has. What about to do. Lupe, man? I thought Lupe was. I, see, here's the thing. In 2009, 2008, I thought Lupe was headed for this top ten argument that we're talking about. Really? I don't. Based think, off what album? Okay. First of all, I think Food and Liquor was amazing. Yeah. I think the cool was even amazing. And by the way, even if the cool wasn't amazing, mm-hmm. even if you think the cool was something of a step back, there's a there is a point in the in the history of Lupe Fiasco where he has amazing verses. Who thinks the cool was 
the cool is better than food and liquor. Okay, cool. Well, then I well, all right then. I think the cool, <laughs> I think the cool is, is 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 also fantastic. And right. then it just seemed like something happened. I think he just got caught in label purgatory. Mm-hmm. He did put out lasers. That was afterwards, right? Lasers I liked, but not as much as those. Right. Others. And you know, just lab- not, yeah. I think he just got caught lost in that shuffle. You know, trying to you know go against the label. Leo Cohen coming outside Atlantic Records with the boombox. Remember that mm-hmm. happened? Yeah. You know, he just got caught in like label purgatory. But you know he's still putting out music. I just don't Great know music. if it's really still. I know he put out an album uh, this year, but I ain't, you didn't even listen. To, I didn't get not, a chance. You're not even fucking checking for Lupe. I'm not. No, there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong. I listen to it, yo. It, like the albums Lupe been putting out, adult, bro. They getting he, he gets a little bit more experimental than he used to. It's, it's, but it's really dope music. I think he's getting too abstract for me, man. Like you're over it? No, just the music. Like the lyrics might just be a little bit over my head. I don't think I could listen that. I'm that smart. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I like Lupe though. I, I like I like that when um, to me I always felt like you know I get Lupe and that's that's cool, but I always felt like it's up to the artist to make the art relatable. Mm-hmm. And like every once in a while you meet a dude that's like a fan of some rapper that like is all complex and they go, "Yo, dog, I know you don't get it. That's just you don't <laughs> understand it." That's how it was with Wale for a long time, and you know we've hashed that out. I felt like. When he rapped, I used to get lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Like, he would say the bar and then it would just go somewhere else with it. I was like, wait, 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 I'm still here. Right. And I think that's where my disconnect with him came from. But he's gotten way better since then. So and he can rap. He he's, can rap. He's, he's going in, man. Yeah, he's doing his thing, doing his thing. Word. So I want to ask you about something. What's that? That I noticed about you. Okay. B-Dot is conservative. Am I conservative? <laughs> uh, like, like, B- Where's B- my Magna hat? B- like, like, B-Dot, B-Dot is Conservative. And you are far left. I'm. Not, I wouldn't say that I'm You're far, far left. left. I wouldn't say that I'm far <laughs> left. I would say that I have a lot of principles um, that are, are, are rooted in tenets of liberalism. Okay, yeah, of course. But you are a, a little bit conservative, and I, to be honest with you, um, have been wanting to have someone that I identify as a conservative on the show. Besides. Josh Denny, the dude that fucking used the N-word on the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you bring conservative on the fucking show, right. and the white boy says the N-word. Um, because I, it's weird. It, That's a weird moment. And he was wilding out on Twitter today. Wow. Like, Josh Denny, the dude who said the N-word on the Red Pill podcast, on Twitter said this today. Yeah, you were really upset with him. I wasn't really upset with him. <laughs> I was just, I just asked a simple question. I'm going to ask you this since, you know, you're a conservative and you probably hang out with him. I'm a conservative. Like, 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 so, so this is what he said today. Josh Denny said, in regards to Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. he says, Conspir- conspiracy theory. Maybe the real Roseanne and I concocted this whole Kevin Hart controversy mm. to see what happens when you make black people and gay people play by their own rules for comedy. Mm. Black people and gay, and I asked him. Just, all, all I asked him was, "Yo, I'm black. <laughs> what are the rules? Tell him. Tell, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell me what the rules are. We gonna get to Kevin Hart in a second, but do you identify? Do you think that you're more of a conservative guy? I, I guess. I mean, I'm a man. I just believe in like I, I'm a fan of traditions and uh, morals and ethics. So mm-hmm. I think that makes me a. I think that makes me a conservative. I guess you don't think that liberals have. I have some liberal liberal views on certain things. I'm, like, liber- well, I'm liberal on certain things. I'm liberal. I'm conservative on others. Let me ask you this. That's actually the the, the right way to be. To be honest yeah. with you, um, and I'm conservative on some issues. I'm a big gun guy. I like you know guns. What I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, a two A guy. Um, I'm from Louisiana, so you know. Br right? 
Yeah, beyond so like so you know they, I definitely grew up in a community where there's some com- conservative views and uh, they rubbed off on me in a little bit. What do you think? Because I see that um, you follow guys like that guy, the civil right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Yeah. Like uh, he, he dissed me one time on on <laughs> <laughs> he dissed me on top one time on Twitter. People get at you, but I be I, I be defending you sometimes. Uh, let so me bad. let me tell you something. I tell anybody anybody out there that's from the black community the mm-hmm. same thing. It's up to you to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. So if you think I'm wilding out, if you think I'm doing something that's not authentic, I'm never, ever, ever going to have a bone to pick with a brother or a sister that mm-hmm. has something to say about myself. I think we're all entitled to our opinions, man. For sure. You know, so it goes both ways. Yeah. So do you think, though, like what issues would you say um, that you are conservative on? Because I saw you do this one thing where you poked fun at black liberals. Yeah. Like you have, what, what, what issues do you have with black liberals? Black liberals, man. <laughs> Oh, Talk to me. Like, what issues do you have with black yeah. liberals? I'm a. I, I, I'm gonna get fired after this. Why would you get fired? <laughs> See, like, like I'm, I'm not trying to get you in no trouble. I'm just right, asking right. Because you know we we having a conversation. Like, yeah, what yeah, issues? Yeah. Because I will say this going forward. Um, as we build systems in the in the black community, we have to have an understanding of not what's trendy for us, but what works. Right. And so we're gonna have to consider. Politi- thoughts from all over the political spectrum, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that we, we shout out we shout down any voices. We're gonna have to listen to what some people think. I'm right. never gonna fuck with Trump, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, just because I believe that that goes against us. But like, what what issues do you have with black liberals? Um, let me think of some. And you're not the only one, by the way. Like we we've been having this black liberal conversation. Like for instance, um, I just had this conversation today um, about the boycotts. Remember earlier mm-hmm. this year. What boycotts? Like about. you know, oh, we're, we're canceling H and M. I went to H and M the other day. There was so many black people in there. Yeah. So it was like a Kwanzaa celebration, man. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we uh-huh. we're not fucking with Starbucks. We're canceling, man. Shut the fuck up. Right. You just got a macchiato the other day, man. Right. What are you talking about? Right. So it's just a lot of hypocrisy, man. Like people ride when it's convenient, not all the time, and that mm-hmm. shit bothers me. We talked about this as it has to do with the NFL boycott. Right. I remember us going back and forth on this. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the reasons why I was like, be that gotta come on the podcast. Yeah. So you think the only way to have, um, the only way for the NFL players to effectively use their voice uh, in the NFL is to not play? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like the only way you can effectuate change is with an economic disruption. Mm-hmm. That's it. Economics, period, right. is what makes the world go round. I referenced um, when we had that uh, conversation. It was on Instagram. Yeah. I referenced the Montgomery bus boycott. I'm about to go deep on y'all. Sure. And, uh, and ni- they, in they, the 1950s, they right? They walked to work. Yeah, they walked to work. Yeah. They damn near bankrupted the bus company because they was like, you know what? We're being disrespected. And until you respect us, you can't respect our dollars. Mm-hmm. We're walking to work. But your metric is off, right? What do you mean? They walked to work, but they went to work. See the NFL players, they're at work. So if we're gonna do, if we're gonna, if, mm. if we're going to uh, recreate the Montgomery boy, bus boycott, you know what we would have to do? Mm. Not watch the NFL. Well, so I think that, so, so. But that, it takes so, a community, right? I, I get it, right? So what I'm saying is that it, the guys that are playing in the NFL, they're playing in the NFL, and sure, you know, it, it, it might affect the league if the, if they didn't play. But the Montgomery bus boycott, boycott, but Montgomery bus boycott was those people not taking the transportation that they were taking to work, right? Right. So they affected the dollars by changing um, the mechanism by which they got to the place they were going to go make money. Mm-hmm. For us, if we just change the way we got 
entertainment on Sundays, mm-hmm. then maybe we could have we could Wait, force the league to change to, to to make some change. But for all the players that support Kaepernick, they hate the NFL. They they're playing in the NFL, but they hate it at the same time. Imagine if all of them just walked out. It, it, I'm just saying. Let's just say if sure. they just said, you know what, fuck this. You guys aren't playing fair. We're not playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, the next Sunday there will be Kyle Kaepernick will be starting for whatever team he wants to. I agree with that. In terms of other sports, let me tell you why it's a little bit more problematic in football. There was a football strike in 1988, right? Mm-hmm. They played the games with replacement players. People still came to the games. Mm-hmm. Football has a team, um, a team concept and a team dynamic that is um, that is um, that is a little bit different for people. They really, people really. Whereas you go to the Laker games mm-hmm. and people uh, they're rooting for LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are rooting for the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints. A little bit more in football. I, I do agree with what you're saying, though, but this is what I would say. It's possible that the football players in the NFL think that the league is not a totally racist league, mm-hmm. th- thinks that there are problems with the league, and would like to address those problems to change it. And so having those conversations on big, huge forums mm-hmm. might just be a better way to open up that dialogue. Couldn't it be that rather than just I quit? I think we know what the problem is, mm-hmm. and it's not changing. Right. So how long until you know the, the the environment changes for something to happen? Right. We know what the problem is, but you know people are burning the candle on both ends. They want to take a knee and take a dollar at the same time. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't believe that. I feel like you just got to ride all the way. Right. Or have you been watching the NFL? I've never been a big football guy. Right. So ever, nigga, you're not even in this motherfucking fight. Nah, nah. Because this nigga here ain't so sacrificing nothing. <laughs> I watched one Saints game the whole year, and I felt, and I actually had to to do a public mea culpa and let everybody know that I watched that one game. This nigga B-Dot talking all of this shit. He not even sacrificing anything. <laughs> I ain't sacrificing shit. Saints is in number one in first place, and I can't watch him. But, but I, I guess to my point is that what you talked about earlier mm-hmm. is, to me, the actual difference between us and our ancestors is, and, and excuse me, I say our, our forefathers, yeah. the generation before us, is that they were willing to go without. Sacrifice. To, to sacrifice. Yes. To have something better. Now, if they're willing to walk to work and carpool to work, mm-hmm. and we're not willing to change the channel on Sunday... The bottom line is that they were greater than us. And also, I agree. the stakes were higher as well. Um, at least they seemed higher. But to, to, to me then, what do you think black Americans need to do to affect change to their communities? I think it starts at the home. I'm a, like a bootstrap economic kind of guy. What does that mean? You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, wow. make things work. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, huh? You're gonna blame the white man for it? I'm not blaming the white man for it. The white, there's no, re- there's no, there's no need to blame. No, but I believe things start at home. You know, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, baggy clothes aren't cool anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Who said that? Who made it uncool? I'm just using it as an analogy, right? Lil Wayne. <laughs> okay, but I'm just yeah. saying is that you see that mentality? Like, if you yeah. have a, a 5X T-shirt, you're like, Yo, what are you doing? We need to have that kind of mentality, mentality when it comes to things that matter. And right. I think. As a collective, black people, once we start doing that, we're going to be better off. So do you feel like uh, wearing baggy pants or a 5X t-shirt I'm just saying, uh, disqualifies you from being able to have an intelligent thought? No, it doesn't. I'm just saying is that that's not the trend. Like that's It doesn't look cool anymore. You look crazy. You right. know, if I came up here wearing a, 
you know, a dashiki and an afro and bell-bottom pants. You'd be like, well, yo, where did you park the time machine? You know what I mean? Where's the DeLorean? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying is that we we make certain things uncool. We make mm-hmm. certain trends pop. We need to do that when it comes to things that are really important, which to me is like economics, education, mm-hmm. things like that. Don't you think it's hard to pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have any boots? Oh, man, you sound like you've been on Instagram too much. I'm asking you. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm, lie, I'm, lie. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Listen, I, I, and this is another thing that I believe in. I believe if in, you I believe all, I believe multiple things can be true. Yeah. It, 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 can, it can be true that you need to work a little bit harder. Yeah. It can be true that you need to work a little bit smarter. True. But it can be also can be true that there is a system in place that is benefiting from and counting on you being in a certain economic and social position. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like um, uh, sort of acknowledging either one of those things makes the other thing invalid. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people say, choose. Okay, either you're going to... I got where you got where you're at right now through hard work. Mm-hmm. I got through where, where I'm at right now through hard work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know a lot of people in in similar situations to me that came up in such fucked up environments that were taking their ability away. They, they would have to been so exceptional mm-hmm. that we're taking their ability away to kind of do that. And I feel like to kind of to kind of be productive members of society. And I feel like there are things that we should do as an American um, uh, uh, sort of society to bridge those gaps. Yeah, I agree. Listen, everyone's situation is different. You know, I don't believe every every situation is unique. Right. Yeah. So I agree to that point. You know, I'm not going to disqualify you because, you know, you came from this situation. I'm not saying you can't per- persevere. What I'm saying is, is that you don't have to be a victim of your circumstance. Never. You know what I mean? To persevere and you know, get a, get ahead in life. Never. That's just the way I look at things. I feel you. Um, when you're when you're at these meetings with the rest of the Republicans, do y'all like <laughs> the Republicans? Like when y'all when you're hanging out with like when you when you hang out with Candace Owens? Yes. Does like I never met her in my life. I want to meet her one day. You do. You like her? I think she's cool. I think she. I don't, <laughs> you think she's cool? Yeah. Why? Why? What's cool about her? I think I like like kind of, I like the way she thinks. I like I, the way she thinks. You like the way she thinks. I think she's very articulate. She's fluid in her thoughts. She's mm-hmm. lucid when she speaks. You don't think she takes? You don't think that she's sort of? First of all, never had a personal uh, conversation with Candace Owens, so mm-hmm. I don't know what's in her heart. Right. But I do think that Candace Owens is in the Jason Woodlock school of Negro attack dog. How so? Um, I think that. Jason just don't like nobody, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're right about that. I think that Candace has uh, good ideas mm-hmm. on victimhood. First of all, she talks about having a Blexit um, and and black people leaving the Democratic Party, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there's ever been anything sort of uh, articulated about what the Republicans are going to do to solve mm-hmm. the problems in the black community. Maybe there has been. Maybe I need to look more into mm-hmm. it. And at the same time, there hasn't also been any talk about why the Republicans aren't courting these black votes, mm-hmm. why she has to do it. If if there needs to be a Blexit, and I've talked to different Southern black Republicans about this, if there has to be a Blexit to the conservative, why aren't they going into neighborhoods where they could actually cultivate black votes mm-hmm. and 
talking to these people about their problems and about how they're going to solve them. I think there's a stigma, probably. I'm not a Republican, by the way, but, you know, to your point. I know know you're not. I'm just just saying. Yeah, I'm not fucking. I'm just just saying, but I just think there's a stigma that comes with, you know, being a Republican or identifying with Mm -hmm. that political party for whatever reason that may be. Maybe they need a a specific candidate that speaks directly to um, their issues. And especially in the communities that we come from, it's predominantly Democrat. Like, your mama's mama was a Democrat. You know, Mm -hmm. she voted for... You know, Michael Dukakis in 88. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pull that name out there. <laughs> don't even know that one. Pull that name out there. But I'm just saying, like, it's almost ingrained, you know? So I get it. Um, bro, I mean, listen, man, I was expecting you to be, I was expecting you to really have your Trump hat on today. With my Trump know? hat? Yeah, it's in the car. Do you I fuck with Trump? I don't think about Trump. Do you like Donald Trump? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I don't know him to not like him. I don't care for him. I don't. Right. I don't think about it. But like, I'm, I don't care who's in office, whether it's Trump, Obama, whomever. Like, but, but Trump doesn't bother you with some no, of the things that he does? Not at all? I don't care. Like, to be honest, Trump is the last of anyone's, it should be the last of certain people's concerns. I mm. think change starts on a local level. Everyone I since 2015 has become a political scientist. Mm-hmm. But they're the same people that hate Trump. But I guarantee if you ask them, who is your, your state senator mm-hmm. or your local congressman, mm-hmm. you know, Who's your councilman? They probably won't even know. Yeah. But you're worried about Trump? Yeah. Like, no. It starts on a grassroots level. But do you don't think, like, what? once again, I think two things can be true. First of all, m- most people definitely should be um, involved in their state and local governments. But you right. don't think that having <clears throat> a demagogue of that, let's just call it what it is, mm-hmm. uh, having a demagogue of, 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 of sort of, to yeah. that degree, um, in the White House is particularly dangerous i mean if i mean i'm not one of these people that believes that the problems of america beginning in with white supremacy but Mm -hmm. there's a a chance that the problems with america beginning in with white supremacy and if and if and if trump in any way is dog whistling to those people Mm -hmm. you don't think that's an issue i feel listen i don't know if he's necessarily dog whistling to him excuse me, dog whistling to those specific factions, and maybe he is, but who was dog whistling to the guy that killed uh, um, James Byrd in 1998? Was mm-hmm. it Bill Clinton? Because mm-hmm. they decapitated this man in Jasper, Texas. Yeah. And I white think, su- what I'm saying, my point is, is that white supremacy is going to be around no matter who's in office. Sure, but it, so de- I don't, de- it depends on whether or not it's powerful, though, right? Well, it doesn't get no more powerful than the president. And the president, I know what I'm saying right now is in this particular situation that we're talking about in terms of Donald Trump. But it's not a new, my thing, I'm not capable for Trump. I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. It's just like white supremacy is going to exist no matter who's in office. It existed during Obama's reign. It existed um, during Bush. I think the difference now, as opposed to back then, sure. is that social media and technology has enabled everyone to you know, capture things in real time. Mm-hmm. It gets to shows the ugly side of America, you know, and 2018, everyone can make us a Pruda film. Yeah. You know, that's and that's just the way it is. Yeah. So when you talk about Trump, I don't care about Trump. Like, I don't, like, when he won, I was like, okay, cool. I got to go make a dollar, you know, like. When he won, I felt away. You did? Yeah. And the reason why I felt away, then to move off Trump, because we talk too much about Trump. It's in okay. Um, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, the, the reason why I felt away, I felt two ways. One way I felt, and these two ways are diametrically opposed. The first way I felt was how could they do this? How could Americans vote this guy into office? Right? Mm. Then the second way I felt was I felt completely vindicated. Mm. And the reason why I felt vindicated was because 
there was a part of me that sometimes I press deep down that believes that it's true that people don't give a fuck about black people mm. and people don't give a fuck about gays and lesbians and people don't give a fuck about minorities. It's mm -hmm. a part of me that really believes that they really don't care. That at the end of the day, that there's people who want to maintain the American status quo, mm -hmm. and that if given the opportunity to do that covertly, they will. Mm -hmm. And there's not a better covert way to do that than in the ballot box, mm -hmm. because no one sees what you can do. Right. So all of they needed was somebody that they could secretly support, right? Because you, because uh, like a lot of people, it took more than just the people with MAGA hats mm -hmm. in on Twitter or on the news to elect Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. It had to be more people than that. So a lot of the people that you think, and this is to everyone listening, that would that you might be cool with, you might actually even do a podcast with, mm -hmm. or eat, a lot of those people are Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. They are. And they wouldn't admit that they're Trump supporters because they think that it would offend you. Now, they might be Trump supporters for all kinds of different reasons. They might mm -hmm. be Trump supporters because they feel like Obama... Um, uh, didn't really have a, a plan to get the economy back on track right. as fast as possible. There might be a whole bunch of reasons why this not, might not be race with them. True. Um, but what I will say is that I'm not only wary of people that do things for racist reasons, mm -hmm. I'm wary of people that do things without thinking of racist reasons. Mm. Meaning, if your economic advancement to you is more important then something that I feel like puts my life in danger, mm -hmm. I don't really want to fuck with you. Mm -hmm. I can't really say that definitively that the election of Donald Trump has put our lives the in way, danger as black men. The way I see it, though, Donald Trump is not the boogeyman, not to me at least. I don't, I don't care. You know, whether he gets impeached, resigns. He's not the boogeyman. Yeah. Cause I gotta go outside. I got a daughter to take care of. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, bless you. <laughs> How old is she? She's five. Okay, cool. I got a daughter. You know what I mean? Like I got, I got responsibilities. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like no matter who's in power, I gotta go outside and get it. One thing I will say though about Donald Trump, and this is my personal opinion, that I think it's a silver line that I did like. Hmm. I like the fact that he's president because it showed that anything's possible in America. People laughed at him, saying, "Now he's not gonna win," mm -hmm. and then he won. Yeah. <laughs> like that shit is crazy like mm. it's Donald Trump he beat out I mean Hillary Clinton and all these other seasoned politicians yeah. it showed me it was like yo anything really is possible in America yeah. You could be president. Who says who who says Van can't be the mayor? I'm not saying I'm I just, can't be the mayor. Be that what is like <laughs> you saying I can't be I'm the just, mayor. But I'm, I just think I might pivot at any moment here. I just man. I'm riding away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there's just that idea of someone saying you can't do something and actually saying, okay, watch this. And winning, that to me is inspiring though. Inspiring. It is inspiring in some I, cases. I, I don't I don't I wouldn't say that it's inspiring, but I do understand what you're saying. His win. And I'm not saying well. That's another thing too. Hip rappers are uh, hypocrites, man. Mm, everybody, here we go. Everybody was a Donald Trump fan, but we didn't know. Come like on, they didn't. They, they didn't. Know. You didn't know. I, Come listen, on. I talked to Russell Simmons about this at a party, maybe like four. That's two thousand fifteen. Listen, I didn't know that Donald Trump had. Listen, this is what I'm telling you. When Donald Trump started doing the birther stuff, mm -hmm. that's when I was like, "Yo, is this motherfucker a racist?" Mm -hmm. And when the birther thing is a racist movement. There hadn't been any sort of movement. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about Donald Trump. Oh, he's not a racist. He's a great guy. The birther movement is a racist movement. Mm -hmm. There hadn't been any president 
to have his lineage and his parentage called into question. <laughs> and they're like, come on, dog. And so the yeah. birth of the movie was a race. And that's when I started to, but you know, sometimes you, I mean, we have a different opinion about Bill Cosby now than mm-hmm. we did 10, 15 years right. ago. It's because we know more. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, but I will say this. A lot of rappers used to fuck Listen, with Donald Trump. A lot, every, a lot of rappers fuck with Donald Trump. They referenced him in the music. They was hanging out with him. He was on albums. He was on Method Man's album. Yeah. He was on mixtapes. Right. Everyone was a Trump fan. Now all of a sudden, I, my thing is that you don't become a racist overnight. Right. So in the Central Park, people often reference that the Central Park Five. That happened in '88 or yeah. whatever the '80s, whatever whatever year it was. Yeah. That's common knowledge. I didn't know about that though. Okay, but but that's also I'm not from New York. Right. I knew about the Central Park Five, but I didn't know that Donald Trump had anything <clears throat> to say about it. Yeah, he had took that uh, that ad out in uh, New York Times. I think it was yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. But all I'm just saying is that the information was there, yeah. and no one gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is kind of trendy to say, you know, fuck Trump, blah blah blah. And if that's how you feel, cool. You're entitled mm-hmm. to how you feel. Yeah. You don't have any problem with black people who support Trump? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't care. Like. It's not about me. It's it's about the. I'm not trying to circumvent the question. I get it. But it's uh, I, I just don't care. I I I I care more about on a local level. Okay. I do like I like what Obama represented. The idea of a black man in office, considering the lineage of talking about um, everything that's possible. That's Donald crazy. Trump being president, getting a million dollars from his dad, and going to yeah. Yale and all of that stuff. That's actually kind of happened before. True. Yeah. Nepotism and yeah, all that stuff. But, yeah. But but what hadn't happened before is the son of a the black son of a go. single mother coming from a state like fucking Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Right. That made me believe that anything is possible. That's crazy. Like Not Obama being a a black man and like when you think about America like mm-hmm. being the editor of the law review at Harvard, oh. man, doing his thing. Whether you like Obama's policies or not. And you didn't. What? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm calling you out. You said whether you like him or not. No, I'm just saying. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I have a just the idea of him. Like, that's yeah. that's crazy. It's amazing. But I don't care if a black person like, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. Why? Why are you, why are you shaming people, Van? Who did I shame? <laughs> black oh. people that like Trump. Hey, man. Why are you shaming you, them? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you where I've come. You're the problem. I, maybe so. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where I've come. This is where I've come. I used to be super mad, bro. I used to be super jammed up. Maybe it was because of yay. Mm. I used to be super jammed up against anybody that I thought was a Trump supporter. You know what I'm jammed up about? <laughs> Angry now? black man. It, I was I was so <laughs> mad, bro. Cause I cause like I'm from the south, so I right. see real handprint racism yeah. all the time growing up. I'm like, how could you guys even align yourself with something like this halfway? Do you know what I'm super excited about and jammed up now? Doing this fucking work mm. and not giving a fuck about what the other side. When I say the other side, I don't mean white people i don't mean trump supporters mm-hmm. i don't mean i mean people who are not for freedom justice and equality mm-hmm. i'm excited about doing the work and not and, hashtagging and not hashtagging <laughs> and rebuilding yeah. black communities um creating new systems in black communities uh and and, and figuring out financial freedom like yes. the man says our only hope figuring out how we get to that and working with like-minded people no matter what background they they, they come from but just people that care whether whether or not <clears throat> kids growing up in my community have a fucking pot to piss in. Right. Because the reality is this. This is the reality. The reality is that there's a concept called capitalization. Mm-hmm. Capitalization basically means that um, we're taking advantage of the talented people that we have, right? We're capitalizing on the talent. What Americans 
don't know that they're clouded by racism, they're clouded by sexism, they're clouded by all of these things, is in these hoods where niggas is dying, mm-hmm. there are so many unbelievably talented, there is. worthwhile, <clears throat> contributing people to society that are getting ran off the road by all of these societal ills. Mm-hmm. And America could be a better society. We could have a more functioning economy. We have more doctors, more lawyers, more fucking plumbers, man. Right. More everything. But we're losing a huge chunk of it because of some bullshit. Right. And so I'm about that and not about being mad at Donald Trump. As much <laughs> I, I mean, I'm serious. I'm, I, I've moved past it. So right. I know you got to go. It's all good. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of more hip hop questions. Let's talk about it. Um, uh, one can, rapper you... Can I take my magma hat off now? Shut the fuck okay. up, man. B-Dot, <laughs> listen. B-Dot is a... Some people claim to be free thinkers. B-Dot <laughs> is a true free thinker, which is why I want to have him on here. I just want to know more. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You keep saying magma, by the way. Yeah. Magma is fucking in a volcano. Mag- magma. Maga? Magma? <laughs> you see, you, you, I'm from New York, You so. can't be a Trump supporter. You don't even know magma, how to say it. <laughs> magma, magma. <laughs> this nigga's got a lava hat on. Jamba, um, magma. Um... <laughs> Rapper you haven't interviewed that you want to? Um, There's been a lot of... I've interviewed a lot of rappers, but I want to interview them now. Like, it's, the circumstances I'm not talking about dead niggas either. So no, like, like so yeah. right now, like, I want to do Drake, Kendrick, Cole. Um, I want to do another Jay-Z interview, probably a little bit down the line. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the Nicki, okay. the big names. So nobody interviews Drake, not really. Nobody. Okay, so... We're going to do an interview right now. Okay. I'm Drake. <laughs> I'm Drake. <laughs> How's, what does he do? He does this. <laughs> what is this? Is this the Drake thing? I think that's a gang sign. No. I don't know. <laughs> Rolling <Rogue's laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Drake, yeah. So interview me. Like, what? let's say I'm Drake. You, you got... You go, ask me what what would you ask Drake? Oh my! Now you putting me on the spot. Not man. putting me on the spot. Just what we we shooting the shit. Okay, it's OVO. I'm gonna say something at first. I, I, I ask Drake. I'm gonna say this real quick. Yo, man, you know, I'm just happy that you had me here on Rap Radar podcast today because I really wanted the chance to speak out because I know mm-hmm. that I let LeBron James down <laughs> when I didn't respond to Pusha T, and I, I never want to let LeBron down. He's a hip hop historian. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to let LeBron down. So. You know, anything I can do to get back in his good favor, you know, OVOXO, your girlfriend at my next show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Elliot's not here today. He had something <laughs> else to do. That's a pretty good impression. It was a, a, a light-skinned niggas convention, and I didn't get that invite. So, B-Dot, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. What you, what, so, what'd you, what, what are you going to—the one question you would ask Drake. The one question I would ask Drake. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whose wifey did you take out to St. Bart's? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Maddie not deep enough on this hip hop right here to get that. That's a good one. I, 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 it sounds spicy though. It's very spicy. Yeah. Listen, man. B dot slips the spice in. <laughs> Just a little bit. B dot <laughs> sprinkles the spice in. They talk about all kinds of things, and then B dot will come up will come up with some spicy shit. You don't think that Drake hasn't sufficiently explained the Ghost Rider situation? I think he's ta- he's touched on it. You know, yeah. Drake doesn't do too many interviews, so it's like whenever he does an interview, it just has to be impactful. But he's addressed it at various times. Mm-hmm. I don't think that disqualifies him. I think you don't. I don't think he has it. Like no one's here, Drake. You know, writing on a piece of paper, giving him a song. Like Drake has a lot. Of, we talked about it earlier. He has a lot of songs. He does. Who's writing them shits? I'm not saying it does, <laughs> but I'm saying you. He talks about hip hop purists and. 
moving the conversation beyond Drake, he's right. the biggest rapper in the game, so we're going to talk about him. Moving the conversation beyond him, do you feel like it's a hip hop purist thing to want rappers to write their own bars? Yeah, I mean, Drake does write his. I think it's more of a collab. I don't think no rapper writes everything 100%. Right. Like, it's collaborate. People in the studio, ideas are th uh, flowing, being exchanged. I don't think that. I don't think he's exempt from that. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Yeah. I don't think no one is like. Writing down in a composition. Do so you think notebook. that whole thing has been overblown? Absolutely. A bit. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, someone's writing down some loose leaf paper. Here, Drake, say this. Like there I were reference happening. tracks that came out on songs. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's like deliberate whole songs. Like some of my favorite. Like you think any, someone wrote "Stay Scheming" for Drake? Nope. That verse. Nope. Or Aston Martin. No. I man. think I think he's written plenty for other people. He has the timestamp records. Those are some of the Drake's best performances on yeah. like come on, no one's doing that. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's something that um I think it it actually moved him away from maybe it it it, it changed his perception of himself a little bit maybe cuz he thought he thought maybe he wanted to be up there with Pac and Big and the rest of those guys and mm -hmm. everyone was like uh maybe we never going to put you up there now, which I'm not even saying is true. Nah, maybe he's will. there, man. He's there. You think Drake is on the Mount Rushmore with pop? You think like, well, Mount Rushmore is only four people, right? I know it's true. Uh, you think you think <laughs> that? So you say Drake is top ten? Would you say he's top five yet? Mm, depending know. depending on the day, definitely top ten. I don't know if he's top five because the, the the first four already solidified. You put Drake ahead of Eminem? Yeah, yeah. Is Eminem losing the luster? Um, I've never heard this much negative Eminem talk. I don't think he's not with. I'm I'm kind of biased to Eminem what and you mean? Paul Rosenberg because they're your friends. No, but you know Paul was the co-owner of well the website with Rap Radar with Elliot, mm -hmm. and he kind of like changed my life. So even if I'm critical of Eminem, I, I I'm very sensitive to. I don't that. have any. No, I know. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I I I told that line that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I got it. But um, I, I, hey, you're entitled to like the old stuff or the new stuff. That's just the way I see it, man. I fuck with Eminem. I think but we all it just, do. It just seems like. A lot of people, I'm just hearing a lot more, like, yo, Eminem is trash. I'm like, really? Eminem's not trash. If you could say the new stuff isn't for you, that's fine. But I don't think you could say Eminem is trash. Like, mm -hmm. come on, man. Yeah. Trash? No. But you could just say that the new stuff isn't for you. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, bro, I, I, I got to be honest with you, man. You, you, you deliver your hot takes in a way... <laughs> <laughs> to where they, because you don't scream your hot takes. You don't go like, Volume 2 is the greatest Jay-Z album ever. Yeah. It makes it seem less hot, but that's a pretty fucking hot take. Listen, I scream sometimes. You do. I, I might be at the Christmas party, you know what I mean? Give a couple, <laughs> a couple drinks in. Is Nas top five? Absolutely. Nas, yeah. It goes, the top five in no order is Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Tupac. That's four, right? And number yeah. five is always kind of like, so Drake could be in there. It, it depends on the day, right? You know what I mean. But um, Wayne, Wayne's top ten. Wayne's top ten. Yeah. So your top ten must not have like Rakim. Yeah, Rakim's in there. Okay. I, I actually made the list. What's the I, list? Tell me the list. Okay. No order. No order. No order. Um, stay with me. So, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Tupac, Drake, Rakim, Kanye West, Lil Wayne. Uh, who am I missing? I said, did I say Kendrick? No, you didn't. Kendrick Lamar and, uh, fuck, I'm losing somebody. Did I say Rakim? I don't know if you said Rakim yet. No, oh, I said Rakim. I probably have it in my phone. I wrote it down, but. Jesus Christ, <laughs> these guys are fucking rap nerd. 
This guy is a rap nerd. I wrote it down on my phone because, you know, we, these conversations come up all the time. Okay. So, Jay-Z, Biggie, Tupac, Kanye, Nas, Rakim, Eminem, Drake, Kendrick, Lil Wayne. No order. Drake, Kendrick, Lil Wayne. No yeah. order. Okay. I can fuck with that. And that's based off of impact and everything else in right. between. So, you don't fuck with the South like you have... Yeah, that's to me. That's the most objective list right. possible. Like I have my own personal list. Like you're from Br. Boozy's one of my favorites. Hey, I love Boozy. And I'm not saying wipe me down. I'm talking about concentration camp. camp. Oh, so you go back. So you yeah. really do love him. Yeah, I fucks with Boozy. Man. Who's the greatest rapper in Southern hip hop history? Take <sighs> Wayne out tough. of it. That's tough. Southern uh, man, I want to say maybe Scarface. Scarface is up there. Ti is up there. Ti is there. Scarface probably got the Bar, straight bars. The, the don't best. say don't say Andre three thousand none of that stupid shit. He's the best rapper the South has ever stop, produced. Stop saying I hate people like you, man. Why? Don't if you want to see Andre <laughs> say, that shit pisses me off. I feel like <laughs> the white guy called said nigga because you can't say why. If you say Andre, you gotta say Big Boy. Period. They're a package. What are you talking about? They're like Twix. You don't get one Twix, you they get two. They don't rap in unison, but what, like, one Twix? It's outcast. Yo, like, one Twix might taste better than the other one. But, like, look, first of all, Big Boy is a fucking G. Like, and Big Boy can rap his ass off. Andre 3000 is special. No? No. Yes, they, they're both special. <laughs> right. They're both special. But Andre, you can take one guy out of a group and he, like, out of the out of the NWA, Ice Cube was the best rapper, right? Right, but, but look at Ice Cube's output. Right. Post NWA. Look at look Andre hasn't done shit. Speaker box, people won't say that it's just so I right, fine. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. What are you gonna be honest about? Speaker box is better than the love below. I agree. Big boys, like I like I know y'all niggas out there, y'all don't want to admit this. Speaker box, I'm not talking about just bars now. Speaker box, big boys solo part of that uh, of that double is better than the love below. It is. I, I prefer speaker box to, to 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 the love below. However, Andre three thousand is a magician with these motherfucking bars. So what the fuck is a uh, big boy like? You know, some little clown at your kid's birthday party. No, big boy is a fucking G. I'm not gonna Come let on, you man. make me this big boy. But don't separate. I'm them. not gonna make. It, how can you not separate? You it's can't. two different rappers. Big boy, listen. It's two different rappers. One guy goes first. The other guy goes second. You're like, one guy goes second. The other guy goes first. Like, how many outcast joints would you say that big boy had a better verse than Andre on? They, I think they've always outdone each other. Sometimes Andre gets it. Sometimes big boy gets it. I think that it happens. But Andre has his output hasn't been as prolific as big boys. Big boy's been putting out like four. His last album was hot. But you know, he doesn't get the props because I guess he doesn't dress and. You boy, like you are being blasphemous. And I'm being honest. It's be, it, how am I being? How? Because you're saying that uh, the only thing that separates Big Boy and Andre Three. Well, I, I don't know why this is about comparing them against each other. What I am saying is Andre Three Thousand, bar for bar, is a crazy, crazy rap talent, man. You're saying that. Man, you, I'm saying Big Boy. I think they're equally yoked. So you think that big, like that big boy is as good as Andre? Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm saying it on the Red Pill podcast. Big boy is, is, is big boy is, is is as good as Andre. Wow. Yes, I've I will die on this hill. You will. Yes. It's, this is this is a Styles moment. Yes, <laughs> I'm dying on it. And I'm not, it. I'm not even this is not even a diss to big boy because big boy is a G. Big boy is fantastic. Yes. All right, I gotta ask you about this is the last question I ask a hip hop expert. Yes. This guy is my favorite rapper of all time. Okay. Bar none. This dude. I thought it was Jay, no? 
No. Oh. No. What's your favorite? I'm a, let's, let's play a guessing game. You're okay. from BR. It's going to probably be some obscure nigga from like New Orleans or I Louisiana. Mean, first of all, I got to give. <laughs> like before Ford I, Webby? B- before I. Well, for shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Before I talk about who my favorite rapper of all time is, I do want to say shout out to Young Bleed mm. because that's Baton Rouge right of there. Of course. And Young Bleed has always been an underrated MC. And shout out to all the guys that I've been listening to down there, the, the whole Cash Money No Limit mm-hmm. situation, all of those guys. Shout out to P who I had on this. But this guy is from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's not from Baton Rouge. He's from New Orleans. Okay. I'm narrowing it down. Okay. New Orleans. This is a New Orleans rapper, not on Cash Money or No Limit. What? <laughs> has never been signed with either Cash Money really? or No Limit. There's only like two rappers in the history of New Orleans that have never been signed to Cash Money or No Limit. That's crazy. When you're born, you're signed to Cash Money or No Limit. Exactly. If you <laughs> it's rap, on a birth certificate. <laughs> right. If you rap, it's either pee or baby that's signed right. your name in blood um, <laughs> on, on your shit. Um, he uh, impregnated a, 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 a very, very popular soul singer. A soul singer from... Yeah, she's, a, she's, she's not from Louisiana. She's from Dallas. Oh. Wait. DOC? It's the same lady. I can't believe you don't know the dude I'm talking about. Wait, who are you talking? Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. Oh, wait. Yeah, he has a baby with Erykah Badu. That's right. That's right. That nut. It's funny that you went to DOC. Because I'm thinking, wait, because I'm thinking about Jay Electronica, that fucking nutcase, man. What? You don't like Jay Electronica? I love Jay Electronica. I love Jay Electronica. What as a culture do we have to do? He's crazy. To make Jay Electronica rap, bro. Like, when Jay, like, bro, like, bro, like, I feel like we should kidnap somebody and hold them for ransom to make Jay Electronica rap. Jay Electronica has some of the most insightful, He's some of the most lyrically inventive, some of the most ambitious. He has the probably the most insightful 12 records that any rapper has ever had before. Right. Like he doesn't, he might, he might have total 40 songs. If that. It, it, it might have total 40 songs. He drops one song, he drops a song and a half every year. I call it at January 1st, <laughs> it's a fact. He drops a song, and maybe Mike does a hook or a feature somewhere. That's the half. Right. And then he goes away. I don't know, man. Jay Electronica is, he's hes amazing. He's a wizard. He's, he's nice. He's a fucking fantastic rapper. But he's crazy, man. Like, what, what the fuck? I think he just gets caught up in his own self sometimes and just overthinks it. Um, I heard a rumor. I don't know how true it was. I mean, you guys are TMZs because you know everything. They don't but. fucking know who Jay Electronica <laughs> is in that room. <laughs> Nigga, what the fuck? Yeah. They have no fucking clue. Jay Electronica could walk in here right now. Yeah. Harvey would probably hand him the keys to the Porsche and ask him <laughs> to pull that bitch around. They have no fucking clue who he is. Yeah, let him do fucking donuts uh, and, yeah. and fucking Santa Barbara or something like that, and yeah. he'll be on the front page. Exactly. They put him right <laughs> on the fucking site if it's some black man fucking up. <laughs> hey, don't get me started on that shit. Nigga's but, uh, exhausted with that shit. But I think with uh, Jay Lay, he just he's kind of neurotic, man. And like I said, I heard a rumor that he was supposed to put out an album this year mm-hmm. and just overthought it and just decided not to. Jay don't have no impact in that. He's been there for fucking going on six, seven years Listen, now. Listen, man, I, I told Jay, drop this nigga in front of him. I said, drop him, Jay. He don't want to work. But you told Jay, you, <laughs> wait, you told Jay to drop Jay Electronica yes. in front of Jay Electronica? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? But people right. look at me like I'm the little brother, so it's not a big deal. But um, I told I, him, like, yo, I'm kind of serious. Like, what the fuck? It's been eight years. I saw him get signed at that event in the uh, in New York City. Where he, he came out with the FOI and all yeah, of that stuff. I, like that. No, that was at a, um, 
That was at the Brooklyn uh, Hip Hop Fest. When did, when, when did, what event did he get signed at? It was uh, it was at an event called The Box um, mm-hmm. in New York City. This was like 2011, maybe? Yeah, when he... Yeah, it was like a private, intimate affair, and Jay kind of gave a speech before he introduced him. But I was there for that. I don't know, man. You gotta find, He's in Detroit a lot, so maybe if you find him, choke him up, put you him have, in the studio. You have no fucking answers for me in Jay Electronics. He's, he's, he's the man of mystery. I've been fucking listening to the same fucking what's, record. What's your favorite record? Oh, man. I like Exhibit A more Exhibit than Exhibit A. Exhibit A is dope. Um, Exhibit A is, you know, I like Exhibit A better than um, Exhibit C, though, because mm. it's the first one I heard. Mm. I, sometimes in rap, I have, other people have recency bias. Mm. I have introduction bias. Mm. So everybody was talking about Exhibit C, but then I was playing Fight Night. Uh, you remember Fight Night? <laughs> yeah, the game? of course. Yeah, I was playing Fight Night, and they had Exhibit A on there. Mm. And this nigga said, "Lambs get their plane shot like down John like John McCain." McCain. And I was like, uh, "That's a smart nigga rap verse, because <laughs> you gotta know that John McCain got his plane shot down and stayed in the Hanover Hilton." I'm like, "That's a smart nigga rap verse." And then it was some. My other favorite one on that record was when he said, uh, "I swam down shit's creek and came out clean." Like Andy Dufresne, Dufresne. you. Have to have seen Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption and know that Andy, you that, that's the smart nigga rap. I love smart like nigga rap. Like everyone literally swims down Shit's Creek at one point in their life, right? And then you come out. Oh, that was. But he came up with the Andy Dufresne line. I'm like, okay. And then I, when I started listening to his shit, he had all of these like he had that Willy Wonka fucking uh, sample. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Getting yeah, yeah. the, the fizzy listing drinks and all of that shit. And I was like, yo, I love this guy. Yeah. But my favorite Jay Electronica song is probably Swagger Jackson's Revenge. Mm. It's just it's probably it's either that or Anakin's Prayer. Mm. But like, and then but he has some recent ones that I like too. He has um like the walk to Parad- uh perdition. Well, the called? perdition is dope. Uh, then he has Letter to Fallon. Oh yeah. That one's dope. And then what's the one with the where the minister comes on at the beginning of that bitch? Um, um it's uh um and then he has another one called I know it, what you're talking it, about. Into the Infinite or whatever. Yeah, the oh, infinite, these are all titles. Infinite Sunshine. Yeah, well, no, that's the um the Eternal Sunshine. Eternal sunshine. Like, that's the whole mixtape with yeah. all the with you know Charlie Stop on there and all of that shit. But I'm I've listened to the all of these records so many times, yeah. and I'm like, you better keep listening. You ain't getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Electronica ain't put out no fucking music, man. They don't think so. No, <laughs> no. What are the chances that we get a Jay Electronica album in 2019? <sighs> Pretty slim, man. I think Damn. you get. I think you get Trump here before you could get a uh... Trump here at the red pill. <laughs> yeah, the red pill. Oh, well, then there's no Jay Electronica <laughs> coming out. There's no Jay Electronica. Look on. Listen, bro. It was a pleasure to have you up here, man. Thank you, man. What have we learned? To you? I think this is the most we've ever talked in real life. Yeah, you know, because I'll tell you. I'll tell you something before we go. So we're on a group chat, right? Yeah. This is the group chat. The group chat is me, B Dot. Yep. Shout out to Hovain. Mm-hmm. Cass. Yep. Charlemagne. Yep. Then we have another one without Charlemagne. Mm. We but got one without you. I know y'all have one without <laughs> me. Y'all, I know y'all have. You know why? Because these niggas consistently sun me and gang up on me in the group chat, and I know that y'all know that I'm that y'all doing it. Yeah, I say something. So in a group chat, a couple of a couple of uh, 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 days ago, I said, "Yo, 2018 has been a banner year in hip hop." Mm-hmm. Charlemagne, who is nothing if not a contrarian. Go on Charlemagne's shit right now and say the sun is a pretty yellow outside. <laughs> Charlemagne would be like, you sure that bitch ain't red? Are you sure, man? Yeah. I, I hate this new era. They're always thinking that the sun is fucking yellow, man. You know what I'm saying? And so I say that, and of course he has to disagree. Now, everybody on the group chat really should be agreeing with me because 
they all really think that this has been a great year in hip hop. But no one wants to really be on my side. It's like they all been knowing each other. Look, be not as shaking. <laughs> you the black guy from TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like it's like rather than be like, nah, Charlamagne, you tripping? Be that went. It has been a good year. So. Hey, I, I will say it's been a good year. It's been a good year overall, man. Like despite whatever political ideas you have, I think this has just been a great year. Am I the last guest of 2018? No. Oh shit. I feel like I'm closing it out. You're close. Nah, this will be up tomorrow. But no, okay. you're close though. But I feel like it's been a good year though, man. I mean, music wise, yeah, culture wise, I feel like we're almost experiencing renaissance. I think we are. I think we gave birth to some really new cultural voices, some exciting yeah. times. I think we started for a long time, started getting a little money again, started getting a little traction again. Yeah. And, you know, what I want to see. You got your blue check on Instagram? I got my blue check on Instagram. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate you. Yay. Um, like, 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 like what, what, uh, what I want to see, and I'm super proud of everything that y'all do. Thank you. I'll tune in all the time, every time. Like, I really did feel like I heard my name on the Rap Raider podcast and I was like, oh shit. I was like, damn. <laughs> That's how you know. So like, yeah. I appreciate it. But I think there's so many different good, uh, excellent, shall I say, cultural outlets right now, cultural conversations happening. Mm -hmm. As long as we don't cannibalize each other, I agree. as long as we don't go through that stupid way of thinking that there can only be one person to give one perspective mm -hmm. will be straight i mean that even politically yeah i agree i mean that even politically we need all ideas at the table so I we agree. can find out which ones are the best i'm all about solutions and communication man that's just the way i roll a elliot hair naturally curly or he uses <laughs> elliot's uh he, he you know he goes by half yeah. sometimes because he's like a, a tragic mulatto oh he oh he's, he's like oh so I, okay i think his mom is Ecuador ecuadorian okay i believe in greek right and i think his dad is black yeah so, so that shit is naturally that kind of yeah situation. Got like a debarge situation. The whole going debarge on. situation. All of them. You have to spend a lot of time with a light skinned nigga. What's that like? <laughs> sometimes you want to be like, "Yo, G, stop crying." Yeah, I yeah. mean, but you know, Elliot and I we work well together because you know I used to work for him at XXL. Real quick, go through that real quick because I didn't get a chance to ask you about that. How did you yeah. guys click up? All right, so real quick, I used to work at XXL. I was like a uh, staff writer. I was like low on the totem pole, and he was editor in chief. Did that for like two years until the recession hit. He got cut first, then I got cut. And then we just kind of reunited um, a couple months later. And he's like, oh, I'm about to start a website. I was like, all right, you want to be down? I'm like, okay, I guess. I ain't got no job. Uh -huh. <laughs> so uh, he said he's doing it with Paul Rosenberg, who's Eminem's manager. Uh -huh. And um, he said, yo, we got this idea. It's going to call Rap Radar. I was like, the fuck is that? Like, uh -huh. And this is around the time of like 2008 when like Perez Hilton was popping. All that shit was coming All out. that blog shit was popping. SOHH.com. There you go. Yeah. All hip hop. And um, we just wanted to have a voice in that space. Now Wright was leading. And uh, we just kind of threw ourselves into it. And here we are eight, nine years later. Plugging away and making amazing interviews and cultural Thank you. moments. And you know, the podcast is just an extension of it. You know, Elliot's doing his thing at Title, and um, that's where you can find a podcast. You know, Yeah, their podcast, Rap Radar Podcast. I know if you listen to my podcast, <clears throat> you've heard of the Rap Radar Podcast. Who y'all got coming up though? Um, actually, we are talking to Nipsey, I think again, yeah. this week. That would be good to get we, him back. Yeah, we, we we talked to him about a year ago, uh -huh. um, and you know, him reading the Grammy, and just uh -huh. all, he had a great year, so I think it's only right we really have a victory lap with him, so. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yo, Maddie, we out. Um, yeah. I normally don't ask the white people in the room to clap after the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I do. But, Maddie, you're the only remaining white. The white. The one white in the room. <laughs> so could you please do me a favor? 
even though he leveled some crazy accusations on this podcast oh today, having to do with Jay Electronica, who's dropping a double CD <laughs> probably at the end. Like, <laughs> give it up for beat. I see Thank man. you. We appreciate you stopping by the Red Pill, bro. If I get fired from my views, y'all better hire me. I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you. You'll be the new black guy in TMZ. <laughs> Two black guys. <laughs> Thank you, man.